to these amazing places and this is show 272 for the week of may 5th 2014 welcome back everybody to another exciting week on the show this week it's going to be cameron and myself and we are speaking about rumors and some news that's going on in the parks so sit back enjoy this one and i will be back to wrap up the show Welcome back to These Amazing Places, everybody. Uh, on the show today, we're going to have Cameron and myself, and we're discussing rumors, and uh, we're also going to throw in some information there, uh, some news information, and some babbling about things that are happening in the parks. Uh, we really just want to start out, though, with, uh, with rumors and some stuff that we're hearing about things that are happening or could be happening in the parks. Uh, even though these may not happen, it's always fun to kind of just sit back in and discuss the what ifs and the maybes. So, anyway, uh, how you doing, Cameron? I'm doing great. There's a lot of stuff going around, a lot of news that came out recently, and it's, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there is. So, let's just jump right into this. Um, let's go first with a guy named Tom Fitzgerald and some of the stuff that's going on with him and what he's been brought into the parks to do. He actually has been, did you know he's been with the uh, Walt Disney Company since the 80s? No, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, so he knows what it was like before all this well, stuff happened. that's exactly right. And the nice thing is, since he's been there for, for so long, he, uh, he would have been around when they first uh, built uh, Epcot. And so, sure enough, what have they charged him to do? But that is to... Reimagineer, possibly. This is the rumor part of it. He has been called the creative, uh, executive creative designer uh, for Epcot. The rumor side of this is, and I'm going to give credit to the Diz, this is where I heard it at, uh, what they kind of threw out there as a possible rumor side of what could be, and that is that he could be brought aboard to um, completely uh, reimagineer Epcot and take it back into the direction that Walt had originally taken it into. So, um, and this is the future world part, right? Well, right now they didn't, they didn't say whether it was just future world, whether it was uh, the entire park. I can't imagine they're going to go in and start gutting the um, World Showcase. But if you know some of the background of World Showcase and some of the things that they were supposed to do, I think in in Germany, I think it was supposed to be a boat ride, a bigger boat ride, I think in Germany. Uh, there was supposed to be a lot of other things. Or you know what? I heard a Matterhorn maybe there, right? Right. Like I, I think there was a Mount Fuji that was supposed to be in Japan. Yeah. 
So who knows? I mean, and then there was played... like a, a Russian pavilion, more pavilions, right? Right. And so you could see them start to add some of those things in. Yeah, maybe add some more lands into there. But yeah, I do believe most right. of the work right now is going to happen in in um, in future world. I mean, if you think about it, you've got uh, wonders of life. Right, and we know it needs a lot of work. You know, we love Epcot, but but we know it needs a lot of work. So you know. Well, here's the first thing that came to mind when I thought about it, and that is the fact that the upper stories of the interventions were supposed to be uh, have the uh, people mover running through them. Did you know that? That's what they were originally designed for. No, that would be great. Yeah. And so, uh, why wouldn't they? I mean, you bring them back. Let's face it, the People Mover is a huge success. It's very popular in in the Magic Kingdom, and so if they did bring it in there, that would be one of the ways of beginning to return this thing back to where it was supposed to be. Obviously, in Walt's vision, you have a long way to go with building a city and... Right. Putting... That's what I was hoping that he would do, something with that city, because that's still a great idea. And it very well could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. At this point, while it would take some... It would take some major, major changes to do. Even that. the imagination, the imagination. We all know that needs work. Well, I think that you're, there's I a mean, good chance you see. There's portions of that that's not even being used, right? Um, well, yeah, exactly. And a lot of that is the upper stories, which now, if you want to take them back to where the people movers running through there, then that does change all that. You don't need to put, you know, the upper story, the imagination, uh, back in. You don't need to do a lot with that stuff because now you're going to add the, the people mover back into it. Okay, so Cameron, let's say uh, uh, that we are going to talk about doing some re- reimagineering in, in Future World. Where do you think that they could start? Um, well, they could start anywhere. I mean, they just need to get more, uh, what do you call it, that old Epcot feel where there was more, like, more education with everything and more, um, I don't know, inspiring stuff that's it's just not as inspiring as it used to be i don't know how to describe it they kind of you know i we i miss like the mizzy the living seas and like, like horizons and how you felt with those rides and it doesn't have to be those same rides that come back but i just want to convey that feeling again of, you know you remember first going to epcot and how you felt and well here's and when you go now it's not quite the same so i want to get no, that feeling back you know? you're right you're right it has become uh, it just feels like it's become watered down Right. And um, there's so much it could be, right. you know? Well, here's one of the first things that, that bothered me uh, that they kind of did in there, and that was adding the uh, Nemo and Friends attraction and taking out the Living Seas. Because right. I, I just, for some reason, I feel like in Epcot, they shouldn't have branded attraction rides there. And so, and they kind of don't. I mean, Test Track doesn't have to do anything with a movie. Soren doesn't have anything yeah, and that's to do with a not- movie. It's awesome to say they haven't really been doing that with everything, which is good. So they right. kind of maybe they just tried that with the, one of the attractions, and they're just like, well, you know, we can't turn it back now, but we know not to do that again. Well, I just think, okay, you know, obviously, if you want to do that in the uh, in the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, definitely, then you can follow along with that kind of that branded kind of mainstream style of thinking. But when you're in Epcot, I definitely think that you just you shouldn't be putting branded attractions in there. And the Nemo one is, it's really the only one that I can think of that just seems like, you know, it's a movie attraction. Something from a movie. And those right. those belong somewhere else, not in Epcot. Epcot is supposed to be trendsetting in something different. And 
Otherwise, you're just homogenizing it and turning it into, was this a Magic Kingdom? Was this Hollywood Studios? Why, why is this attraction here? Yep, I agree. And well, now this new guy, hopefully, he, they obviously know that they're, they're, they need a change and there was a problem or there was something wrong and they need to do better. So now this guy, hopefully, I mean, I don't know much about him, so um, hopefully he does the job right. Let's see here. I'm trying to look up a little bit about him. If it actually gives... No, of course they don't. Uh, I know that he's been there. Tom Fitzgerald. He's on the Disney Parks blog. Let's see here. Okay. Some some of the stuff that he's done recently. He actually worked... Um, let's see here. The Tiki Bar at the Disneyland Resort. Oh, to Trader oh Sam's. wow. That's actually yeah. really good. Um, let's see here. Trying to see. I know that he had worked. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's see here. I know that he had worked. It looks like maybe he had done some stuff with the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Ride maybe doing some work on it. I'm trying to just jump through some of the stuff that it looks like he did. Didn't he do over. something in Paris? I believe. I think he's doing the Ratatouille ride in Paris. Maybe that's what I heard. Let's see if I can find any more on him. Oh, come on! Oh, you know what? You're right. He did. He he did work okay. on Ratatouille. Yeah, in Paris. That's good. Well, that's supposed to be really good. So hopefully, you, you know. know. And I uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. So I don't really know a whole lot about the Ratatouille attraction. Is it even open yet? No, but they have a date for it somewhere. Okay. Okay. Here's here's the direct line too from uh, from what was released about uh from disney about this guy tom fitzgerald uh let's see here it says in further organizational changes at the, both park leadership and walt disney imagineering veteran imagineer tom fitzgerald is taking lead of the creative direction of epcot disney is poised to begin a major reimagineering of epcot looking to restore the original intent of the park in both future world and world showcase Tom's extensive experience with WDI should position him well to take on such a project. Fitzgerald will retain leading WDI and Disneyland Paris, uh, where he is currently wrapping up Ratatouille attraction in Walt Disney Studios Paris. So that's a little bit about that guy and what he's been doing. So yeah, I, I think that he doesn't seem, once again... Like the kind of guy maybe who's just going to tackle an attraction here and there. Um, and the nice thing is, he's probably the guy who's around at this point who's still working in Imagineering that was there when they opened Epcot. And maybe he he knows some of the mistakes they made and some of the things that they could change. He's got a good context in his head anyway on kind of where they where they came from at that point. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. That was but really good. He also looks like he's he worked on Star Tours, so that's Star Tours. Yeah, yep. The the relaunch, right? Yep, the relaunch. So, well, yeah, cool. Yeah, so this the, guy. And well, we're hoping uh, uh, he does well. And if anybody you know out there knows anything else about him, please let us know. Send us a line somewhere. Well, let's hope that we start seeing um, uh, cranes. And some construction start to go on in Epcot. That I think it would be great. So let's let's keep our. Well, who's the other? That. Okay, the yeah. other guy, Scott Trowbridge, is his name. He has actually uh, 
he joined Disney in 2007. Before that, he was actually he was one of the major designers of the Spider-Man attraction in Universal Studios, and he was also one of the people heading up the design and uh, attractions in Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So this guy, I mean, he knows what he's yeah. doing. Even this some, is big. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. So it's funny too that that he actually would have left at that point. And you would have heard nothing about it until now. So, um, so his job basically is going to be. Do you know much about him, Cameron? And what Trowbridge is going to be doing? I'm not, not really. Just the fact that, like, like I, I know a lot of Imagineers went to Universal, you know, for Harry Potter, and now here's a major one coming back to Disney, or, or like maybe he was there and then he came to Disney, but, but still. Well, this is a big deal, you know? Here's what they... Uh, he also headed up R&D and I mean, if he, if Those two attractions, I mean, Spider-Man and Wizarding World are both amazing. Do, do you know what R&D... Uh, Blue Sky. Blue Sky was a, uh, a Disneyland thing, correct? Yes, that was part of Imagineering. That was the... I don't know. Over here, it's called the Blue Sky Cellar, and it's just kind of a preview center. Well, he was supposedly heading up R&D in Blue Sky at one time. That's huge. He also... Yeah. And now he will be working on what's called... Star Wars Studios, and just the mere fact that he's not designing an attraction, and so what does that mean, Star Wars Studios? He's not working on movies. This is an attraction or a parks guy. So when you say Star Wars Studios, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is, let's just take it this direction. If you're going to design Star Wars, Cameron, if you're going to design Star Wars, do you want to try to do you think it's a good idea to try to push it into Hollywood Studios? No. I mean, if you think right now to try to get it in there and make it fit with the um, uh, Star Tours ride that's already in there, then you've really got to take out Echo Lake. Um, right. You're going to affect a lot of places. Um, probably the American Idol Theater and all of that stuff is going to have to go. Well, they can get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think so. I, I believe so, too. Um, but you're also then getting rid of the Indiana Jones attraction, the stage show, which you can. Uh, but you're changing out a lot of things. Meanwhile, you know what's happening? The back of the park, where Lights, Motors, Action, and Backlot Tour, and all of the stuff that a lot of people don't go to a whole lot, is going to sit there unchanged and empty. And, oh, right. yeah, by the way, too, yeah, to make those changes, you're also going to have to get rid of uh, Muppets 3D. And you think about it, you're gutting that park to to put a Star Wars studio in there. And even with that, do you think do you think that you're going to get the effect that you're looking for by by putting it into that that amount of area? No, and then everything else kind of loses its identity around it, you know. Correct. Well, plus, and how do you kind of wall it off when it's going to be yeah, a large exactly. section of a park? So. Coming up with that, the next step would be, okay, if you're not going to do that, then what are you going to do? This is where the rumor side once again comes in, uh, and that's the fact that there's a possibility that they could, here I'm going to say it, they could open a fifth gate. Yeah, that'd and be great. So I that, think that's the perfect way to handle it. Oh, I think, yeah, because here's what I think. You you bring uh, um, Pixar Place, you expand it like it was supposed to be done in the beginning, 
with the um, uh, Monsters Inc. ride, and then Cars Land probably at the back side of the park, and you fill that in, and then you re redo some stuff uh, in the upper parts of of um, Hollywood Studios, and then you take the Star Tours attraction out and put it over into Star Wars Land. Yep. And now in that land, now you could have a massive area to where you could set up places that would look like the desert scenes in Star Wars that would look like Naboo uh, with the underwater scenes. Yeah, you could make different lands. You could make, it'd be, it's crazy what you could do with just its own park. And it's, yeah. great. it'll be a crowd eater too. Well, think about that. It'll be nice for that. As, as much as a lot of people don't like George R. R. Binks, that was, and I didn't, I did not like those, that series of movies. They were, I don't know, they just weren't based enough in, in reality with real looking like people. Like when you had Han Solo running around and Luke Skywalker, they looked like human beings like us, not like these freaky kind of what you would see alien creatures. Yeah. That, CGI. Right. Yeah. CGI. Um, and so, um, so when they did that, it kind of, you know, it kind of took me out of the loop on it. But one of the cooler parts that I can remember actually involved Jar Jar Binks, where they were in that craft racing down through the water. Right. Or, <laughs> yeah. or where they were swimming with those things in their mouths that they were able to breathe off of. And they went down. Yeah. Was that the city? Uh, what was the name of the city there? Was it? Oh, it's, was it's it just Nabu? Gungan City or something, okay. I think. I don't know. But you could actually, I mean, you could design an attraction that would take yeah. you take you to that city. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, there's so many things. And uh, you've been on Star Tours when they go down into the water, yeah. right? That's like the best part. Yeah, you've been is. on that. Well, think about it. And you just said it. It's the best part. Yeah. And so if you made an attraction that was just that part. And you have the and fish then, coming and trying to attack you. and yeah. That'd be great. And you make the Death Star attraction. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many things. Or, or like they were saying, I'm like, I heard of... When the rumors are of the Tomorrowland out here becoming Star or, uh, Star Wars Land, which I don't think is happening, so we'll not go into that now. Well, but that guy also, but though, I've heard they were talking about a life size. Uh, they were talking about a life size Millennium Falcon walkthrough. I mean, just that. Can you imagine that? Um, no. like it's just sitting there parked, and you get to go in it. Trowbridge has yeah. also give, been given as the Diz said a portfolio to work in Disneyland. Oh boy! So, <laughs> and to, and to bring, I'm just kidding. I mean, his job is to bring Star Wars to these parks, to all of their parks, and so it would make sense, yeah, that you could see him making some changes in the Disneyland. I don't park. know. See, our Tomorrowland here—that's a—that's all I think up in the air. And Doug mentioned this to me because there's a lot of rumors going around that this uh, Tomorrowland out here is going to become star wars tomorrowland or whatever but doug mentioned to me there's this movie coming out this tomorrowland movie so yeah, i think I, they're gonna just see what happens with this movie when, well when does I'm, it come out i don't, I don't remember uh, soon. it doesn't come out until um i want to say it's christmas of 2015 oh yeah, okay. i believe yes yeah, so we, yeah, we have another year year wow. or something i okay. believe i believe that's right i can look that up while we chat here um uh, let's see. Oh, okay. I know what I had thought about, though, too. At the time. So I didn't know he... So they said Disneyland 2 with Trowbridge. Yes. Yes, he's been given... Okay. Well, yep, the ability yeah. to so that's make... why we're talking about this, because they said Disneyland, and that's something, you know? Something to discuss. Well, I, I've said, and I know, I know that this has been... To a point, they 
I've said no, this isn't going to happen. Uh, but I've thought, wow, with the submarine ride there in the Disneyland park, if they turn that into like the Naboo or whatever that land is called, right? The underwater world. Sorry, guys, I, I don't. Well, you were it. talking about the subs in Japan, how they're subs, but they don't use the water. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, yeah. twenty thousand. Some days. sort of attraction like that. Yep. So that. I think that, but they could do that. And technically, what you're doing then is you're using the lagoon. You could shrink it down, which now gives you more space for other things yep. to build in that area. But you're also not losing the water of the lagoon. And with the monorail being able to run through it, you're not losing that kind of scenery to it. But you're you could reimagineer yeah. the place to where now yeah. it it looks different. It's you know even though it's still water. Right, and the thing here is you can't build out. Like I'm telling everyone here, if you haven't been to Disneyland, the free the street is right there. It's not like Walt Disney World where there's just you know green. It, there's a street, Harbor Boulevard, is right there. It just it hugs the monorail and the submarine basically. It's so there's they out. need the room, yeah. Yeah, and so they could use the room. That was my first thought. Okay, well, you can yep. you can actually probably make better use of a lot of the room. And they need I, listen. It. There's a reason why those subs started to close everywhere before, and it's because they are mind-bendingly expensive to maintain. And so if and yeah, everything's like soaked in water. And if you're if you're disabled, you can't get down into the things. There's right. a different way to, you know, that you could still um, be entertained by the attraction, but you can't actually get down into those things. So so technically, that they if they changed it. They could make it all of a sudden now, where it's also a completely accessible attraction. So, anyway, that I don't know. That was some of the stuff that came to mind for me in uh, Disneyland at the time. Uh, I still believe that it doesn't make uh, that that there's a lot of credibility to the fact that they would open a fifth gate to do Star Wars Land in because it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, in, in Orlando, right? Yes, and in Orlando, for as many for as many attractions that you can think of that they might be able to build in a Star Wars land, there's probably a hundred more that you can't even come up with right away. Yeah, I agree. Well, so um, it's going to be curious to see. Probably over the next year, uh, I think you're going to start. I think by summer, late summer, you're going to start to hear some information about what's going on with Star Wars land. Because people are kind of clamoring. Well, it's May Fourth uh, this weekend, so tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Well, and yeah. Star Star Tour Star Wars weekends um, begins here pretty soon, I think. Don't they? Is it May Fourth? Does it start this weekend, or, or yeah. is it in June? I think it's June, actually. Uh, no, I'm not no, 100% it goes up sure. to the no, because it ends the first week in June. I think it's running now. It's I know it's running uh, a week later this year. So, oh, so probably kind of, next weekend, maybe. Let's see here. As to what the date. We'll are. find out, folks. Okay, May sixteenth to June fifteenth. So that's like two weeks from now. Yeah. The nice thing is, is I mean, if anybody's been following, they've expanded these quite a bit, and I think uh, Adam gave some news on that in last week's show, as to the additional people now with Mark Hamill, that's going to be there. Um, so, this thing is—it's—it's it's going to become much larger. I think now that, they announced the cast to the new Star Wars. Correct. So you mentioned that, and this only gets larger. And you think now they have three movies to come out from that, but they're also doing with um, 
with the Star Wars franchise like they've been doing with the Marvel franchise, and that is building stories from stories upon stories. And so just like now you have the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you have Thor, and you have Captain America, and you have Iron Man, and you have the Avengers as a whole. Next, you'll probably have the Hulk. Uh, you could have, um, yep. uh, what was it, Scarlet Witch they've talked about, and Black Widow. Yeah. You could have, right. Black Widow could have her own uh, thing spun off. This thing could just, oh, oh Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Guardians of the Galaxy, that's the one. Yeah, I just thought of that too. Yeah, so this just keeps going, and that is the same Did direction. you see that preview? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks funny. So I Yeah, still, that's what it looks like. See, that's what's cool about Marvel is they're releasing kind of different kinds of movies. Let's say you don't like this kind of movie. They'll make a, oh, let's make a funny one, kind of cynical. like. Well, and I think if they do the same thing with the Star Wars stuff then now all of a sudden you you have like uh, a lot more connection with some of the characters if they end up doing let's say a Han Solo you know what if right like it's like the Clone Wars series right well I think about it now they show Han Solo right there was nothing there was nothing evil or anything about Han Solo you just wondered where did this guy come from here he is driving the Millennium Falcon well how did he get to that point and so yes. they could do prequels they could do everything with him and lead yes. all the way up through those points now and it's the same thing that they've kind of done with thor and captain america and everybody else you basically now you're creating a connection to the character and now people are much more inclined to want to know hey let's oh now i see yeah. how that person fits into the movie and it goes right. from there and then of course they're going to bring in of course now new characters now yep uh with the new yeah like have you uh, have you Checked out the Clone Wars series on the uh, Netflix. I've seen Clone Wars before. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's actually really good. It yeah. goes into characters, and this is kind of what Doug is talking about. It's, you know, it's kind of, you kind of learn the origin of a character and where he came from and stuff. And like, it could go to this cartoon, and then even more of it, like you said, it can go to its own movie. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be really awesome. They're gonna expand this thing and just make it big. Yeah, Clone Wars is very well written. I mean, yes. a lot of it. So I, I thought they did a great job. And so I think that they'll, I think you'll see them follow that same pattern now to where they keep expanding characters and then they bring them back together like they do in the Avengers. And now you have a film to where you see them all working together and then they expand the cast a little more and then you see it just keeps building. The tree gets larger and larger. So, and yep. I. It definitely, it would make a lot more sense. I mean, there's people forever that have said, wow, we'd love to see just a Yoda movie. Yeah. Because he's, yep. you know, I mean, what did they do? You know, Lucas jumped right on into showing the whole backside to um, Darth Vader, which was cool, I guess. A lot of people wanted to know that. But I think that there are the characters that aren't evil, that aren't, you know, whatever, that people want to know about. And Yoda was one of those. So... Yeah, they can expand this thing endlessly. Yes. Um, or like even like Chewbacca. Why did Chewbacca come and hang out with Han Solo? Exactly. Like what made him so loyal to him? Well, I think he's Peter Mayhew has been. He is scheduled to be in this next movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Which means that they, that's a character, and they can build off of that character. Uh, Luke Skywalker, definitely. People want to know that you know story a little more. Yep. Uh, there's just so many things that you could see come out of this that. Obviously, if they follow that same uh, Marvel uh, method of doing things, then 
holy cow, you could be watching movies between Marvel and Star Wars until the end of time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, could that's just a, keep very going. true. That's going to be a, yep. I mean, you look at Marvel, do you see it slowing down? Hardly at all? No. Oh, they're like, I think, I mean, I've heard they got up to Phase 5 planned, you know? Yeah. Because well, they got Ant-Man coming out, and that's part of, like, Phase 3. Yeah, and they're talking about, up, they've got stuff written up to 2028. Yeah, that's insane, well, you know? The, and what's, what's kind of cool is they're kind of getting away from doing those, like, I don't know, they did, like, these kind of obscure Marvel movies. Like, DC was doing it, like, Jonah Hex, yeah. and, like, Daredevil, Marvel. And it was like, wow, this is, they but, weren't very good. But before. you have no connection to the character. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're like an avid comic book reader, you have to have a connection built somewhere to the character. Or have a sense of humor. That's what I like about Guardians of the Galaxy, because we don't know oh, yeah. who the these wrecking. guys are, but they're making them appealing. Yeah, I think it's going to be funny. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm really... Uh, it's going to be a blast, I think, to see that. And once again, they could spin that out into how many characters... Uh, so anyway, right, and you know we're, they're talking about doing Marvel stuff in our parks. They can't do it in Florida there, but they, right. they can do them here in Disneyland. They have a ride that they're going to be opening, I think, in, in uh, Shanghai. In Shanghai, yeah. So, yeah, Shanghai, so, it's going to be awesome. They have the Tron. They're going to have a Tron roller coaster too. Yes, here they are. Well, so if you, yeah. uh, this is what I want people to just think about. The fact is, how many sets? How many different worlds? Yes. Um, I mean, with Harry Potter, let's take the Harry Potter thing. What they're doing in Universal, okay? Within Harry Potter, you have um, uh, Old London, and then you have yes. New London. You have uh, Hogsmeade, and you have New London, and that whole thing only gets spread out so far. And I think that they're kind of doing that. I know there's more to it than that, but yeah, there's going to be a Phase Three too. Correct. And but the how many worlds are there? within the Star Wars realm that we even have right now if they started building today. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, it could just go and go and go. You think about it, there's Hoth, there's Coruscant, there's Naboo, there's... <laughs> I mean, it goes. So I think that... And so think about that, trying to fit all of that into a third of a park of the size of Hollywood Studios. I think what you'd find out is people want more and more and more. And then all of a sudden you're going to find yourself saying, we should just build our own park. Yeah, and that's the thing Disney has to do right now is go all out with something because people are noticing, and like, I mean, we don't want to talk bad on Disney, but like, they cut budgets on stuff, and we we notice that sort of thing. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I just think. But too. now, and now with these guys going here, that that gives me a lot of hope that they're really gonna they're really gonna go big. Well, so if you may, if cool. if it had its own gate, its own park. Yeah, that's um, great. How how well you could immerse somebody in that world. Because yeah. there is no, um, whatever, rock and roller coaster going, you know, just a little bit past where the park would be. There is no uh, right. Toy Story Mania. There is no, you know, none and it's of these. A good, you know, I just thought of this. It's a good response to Universal because they won't make their own Harry Potter land by itself. No, they don't have the land. And guess what? Disney has the land. Yeah. So, and I, they, just, I mean. Disney can. So that's a good response. That'll be a good yeah, I think it would work well for them. Okay, well, I think that we have uh, we've talked that one up. So everybody, keep an eye out for those names. The name is Tom Fitzgerald. Keep an eye out for those construction walls to get put up, and let's get out there and push Disney to to get it done. 
and to start making some changes and bring Epcot back to life again. I love the park, so don't get me wrong. I love to walk around. I love the music. I even love Future World for what it yes, is. Yes, it still has its charm, honestly. Right. I, I can't wait to get back there, honestly. And so to to take it even more into back to Walt's direction, I think would be fantastic, and I would love to see it. It would get my attention, let's put it that way. And then to do something even with um, with Wonders of Life, uh, it would help a ton. So anyway, the other name, uh, let's see here, is Scott Tro- Trowbridge. And just remember, keep an eye out for, or an ear out for what's going to happen. Uh, this guy's taking over Star Wars Studios. Something big has to go on with him doing that. I would say somebody already has plans and ideas, and so he's probably going to get at the helm here and begin to direct that ship around so anyway uh anything else you want to add into those two things cameron no i mean we only talk about two things and there's a lot there so there's definitely a lot that's going to yep. be going on so um let's see here we'll just throw in a little bit of uh, uh stuff that's actually you know happening and is going on that we just want people to to grab a hold of uh first i want to throw out there if you're an ohio disney fan then you know that you can get uh, a lot of, well, a couple grocery store chains within, within Ohio and within Pennsylvania. You can buy uh, Disney gift cards, get out there and do those. There's also Southwest cards now, too, uh, so that you can get fuel perks. You can get free fuel for taking a trip to Disney. doesn't get any better than that. So uh, next, uh, something that uh, we haven't really talked about, uh, but we will talk about more on following shows with Adam when Adam and Roy and Cameron and myself will all be together uh, are the charge lockers that are now in use in the Magic Kingdom correct Cameron yes absolutely we have these out here we've they're not quite the same so we'll, uh, we'll get a report on these so, I don't quite know much about them yet so, but you do have them in Disneyland well we have these lockers and you know it's like I think it's like two bucks an hour and you you but it's not like its own thing for just one phone. It's like a locker with kind of two outlets in it. There's two, too. You can put two, plug two things in. And you go to the same screen where you go to locker, but it's like on this special side where it's the charge lockers. And you put like your card in and you say, like, I want one hour or two hours. Also, but it, and it doesn't let you do it for very long. I think two hours is like the limit. But this is completely different, I think. Yeah, because, well, right now the ones in Magic Kingdom don't cost anything. I guess you use your debit or credit card, and that's your key right. to get into the thing. And uh, I think that I heard you could charge up to eight things, I believe, in there at a time. Wow. I'm not sure. That's insane. That's awesome. Yeah. And well, so, everyone, we'll have that much stuff on us when we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully at that point, maybe they've expanded them. I don't even care if they want to charge yes. money. If they've expanded them into the other parks, it would be great. So. Well, what's good is when we go, everyone, it's going to be in the fall, so we after kind of summer, and summer is kind of when they work all the bugs out, because it's right. going to be crazy during the summer. And so, yeah, the mine train is going to be up and running. We're going to be able to show a lot more of the things that are changing in the Animal Kingdom. The we'll hub. be able to give right. a lot better idea of what's going on with the hub. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we'll be able to hit. Uh, next thing that we'll hit later on, more of, but uh, the Polynesian now will be taken back and if you get the the gist here they're taking it back to they're completely reimagining it and it'll be taken back to its original name from 1971 open day opening day and it was called 
Disney's Polynesian Resort Village. Kind of sounds like they're going back in time and uh, getting some control of some of these things that have just become kind of homogenized and turned into something that they weren't meant to be. What do you think, Cameron? Uh, um, the, of the new refurb of the Polynesian? Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I was just there, and what's what's crazy is I saw the waterfalls down there, and uh, honestly, I don't, I don't, I'm not really attached to them, so I, I, don't, I kind of have a different opinion. I kind of just saw them last trip, and they're okay. I mean, they're they're nice. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I mean, pe- people really like them. It seems like cause I've, I've read on Twitter, there's a lot of people really upset about this. Well, no, it's, so, they did say. But it seems be... really cool because like they're building the Trader Sam's there, like they did out right. here. And it's so, going to be cold. We'll hear what Roy, I want to hear what Roy has to say about this. Right. Everyone, so we'll and so, yeah, we'll talk. And it's going to be called Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Okay. And so, okay. Uh, but it's supposed to be completely different than ours. So we'll, we'll get Roy's opinion because yeah, he, we'll I don't get, know, he's probably been more than we have. Well, yeah. So we'll be able to get Roy's opinion and uh, he'll be able to talk maybe a little bit more about the DVC. I know we've chatted on that a little bit and what's going on. So, yeah, we'll get the idea of what everybody thinks that's happening there. And, uh, and, Whatever, we'll get some more information on that. Uh, we're also going to uh, hit later the opening of the Legend, reopening of the Legend of the Lion King and its new theater. Uh, they did just give a date on that, and that'll be reopening in June. So Cameron and I will definitely be That's hitting awesome. that and filming it while we're down there. In the well, we theater. should see that with Roy on that one day. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yes. That's actually we'll a good idea. That, that would be great. Time. Okay. Uh, and so they're also going to be doing the. Uh, uh, I don't know when this is going to open yet. It's called the River of Lights. Um, it's going to be on Discovery Island, yep. uh, Discovery River, in uh, in Animal Kingdom. So let's see here. I'm looking to see if I can find uh, some information on it. Okay, uh, River of Light, nighttime spectacular, coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. So anyway, yeah, it's nighttime spectacular. Uh, it should be cool. I, I don't want to go into it a lot. It's gonna right be your now. world of color east, guys. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, I do think though it's gonna decimate the paths that go around the tree of life, <laughs> but we're gonna see. So, so wait a minute, where are they doing it? Is it by Everest? Okay, let's just see. It's here. in front of the tree of life. Uh, Rivers of Life promises to be an innovator. I'm just gonna read through this. Unlike anything ever seen in Disney parks, combining live music. Floating lanterns, water screens, swirling animal imagery. The show will magically come to life on the broad natural stage of the Discovery River between Discovery Island and Expedition Everest. Okay, that makes more sense. And so, yeah, if we can get a little better idea of that, um, maybe when we, we should sit. try and film that before because it's not going to look the same after we go. I'm hoping uh, that we're, we'll get some real footage of what's going on with this while we're down there. We can start to see them setting up the seating area, stage, what what this is really going to look like. Because right now, even though I read that, it still doesn't give me a strong idea of what it's going to actually look like. Yeah, it does. I don't even know where they would put it. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't me either. But uh, we'll get a good idea by the time we're down there as to what this thing's, uh, how it's going to, um, yeah, what the, where it's going to take place and, uh, and what it'll look like. So another thing they actually have coming to Animal Kingdom is called Harambe Nights. Uh, they just put it here. Uh, where, uh, where were you when The Lion King came out in 1994? I was a tour guide at the Magic of Disney Animation at Disney's Hollywood Studios, where several sequences featuring young Simba and, had been animated. It's hard to believe, but this summer marks the 20th anniversary of the now-filmed classic 
in honor of the epic tale of the Lion King, Disney Animal Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom is prepared to stage a spe special celebration event like no other. This isn't going to be a regular thing, I don't believe. So I think this is just going to go on pretty much through this summer. It all begins with a welcome reception in the park's Harambe Village, including mouthwatering appetizers and African-inspired wine and beer. Uh, then it's time for the main event. Take your seat inside the newly built Harambe Theater. So that will be something that's pretty solid. Huh, that's cool. For an unforgettable performance of The Lion King. Oh, that okay. That's just the new. That's the new stage. Um, so that's talking about Harambe Nights. Uh, okay, here's here's the lineup for Harambe Nights. Uh, narrators for the Lion King concert in the wild feature stars from movies, TV, and Broadway that are scheduled to appear. Each night of the event include, and then it just goes through a whole list. So you can see this if you just go onto the blog and you'll be able to find it. Uh, it does cost. Harambe Nights takes place every Saturday from June 7th through August 9th with the welcome reception starting at 7 p.m. and a 7.30 p.m. showtime. Tickets are $119 for adults, $79 for ages 3 to 9, plus tax. Tickets of premium floor seating are $134 for adults, $94. Wow. I know Sorry, guys. A, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. Capacity is limited, so you want to get ahead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but it is Animal Kingdom at night, everyone, so that's not normal. Um, yeah. No, it's not. But, wow, you're going to pay a premium to see it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I don't know if I'd be doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Um... I'm not quite, even after reading that, it seems like it's going to be maybe some kind of a party with food. Hey, do you think it's going to be successful? I mean, I'm kind I of that, on the um, fence about it. It just seems like right now they don't really have a strong idea of what it's actually going to be. Uh, it seems like maybe a, a trial balloon being thrown It's out really there. big. Yeah, and they're basically trying to see if maybe it could be like a uh, uh, food and wine. If you're having food... And it sounds like oh, there's no, going to be some kind of entertainment, but the the difference. But it's is, ticketed. Exactly. The the difference is you're not paying to get in food and wine. I wonder if it's ticketed and you have to buy drinks because that's that's a lot of money right there. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Because pretty vague. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. We'll get back to that. We can discuss well, we'll, it more. We'll hear about this, everyone, and we'll we'll kind of tell you what it's about. Yeah, we can discuss it more too with Adam and Roy. Maybe they'll have some other ideas on on what right, they think yeah, about it. They'll know. Uh, last thing, too, we're going to be hitting up uh, with uh, Adam and Roy. Uh, uh, updates to My Magic Plus. Um, there's, is there anything out there right now that I can think of? I'm not hearing a lot more com uh, lot other just, complaints. And they've added what? It's just Donna and Elsa now. Donna and Elsa, and they've added the whole, hey, you can... And, and Adam talked about this some in his last news yes. segment. You, you can use, you, know, you get your original three fast passes. You get the fourth that you get from the um, uh, kiosk, fourth, fifth, whatever, and then you can also hop now. But you can only hop with the kiosk pass, I believe. You can't hop with, like, you can't say, oh, I'm going to use uh, Fast Pass Plus, one of my three in Epcot, and then I'm going to use the second one over in Magic Kingdom, and I'm going to use the third one in Hollywood Studios. You can't do that. So you can only. Hop. But we'll see by the time we go because this Correct. is always changing. And they are that they have stated that yeah that it, it's yeah. this is evolving still as they learn how to use the system, and I, I really do think that they're learning how to use the system and how far they can push this and so you could see They've them. They've done react. a good job actually. Yeah. Yeah, and you could see them react fairly quickly as they learn this thing. Uh, they'll begin to react fairly quickly to um, 
what the people want. What people want when they're coming in the parks. I mean, I kind of see them doing that already. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, last thing is, yeah, well, we'll talk about this more too with uh, uh, Adam and Roy and the Seven uh, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train has opened. Well, not opened. It will be opening on May the 28th. So we still yes. have a little while here before that actually comes uh, open. There's I think they of... did that on purpose after the 24-hour party because yeah. that would be... Oh, man, that would be horrible. Dude, that would get... People are mad about that, but I, honestly, I think that ride would get beat up at a 24-hour party. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get... I mean, so we'll get to everybody's idea uh, now that you've right, seen... Sorry, I'm, you've, too, I'm going into it too much right now, guys. Yeah, if... if if everybody's gone out or unless you don't want to, but if you have, there's video all over the place of this thing. And so you can get a bird's eye view as to what you think of it. Um, and so we'll go into it later when we have Roy and Adam and everybody here together. So um, I think that covers pretty much everything we have on this show. I hope everybody's enjoyed the rumors. If anybody else is hearing other stuff, get out there and uh, get a hold of us at podcast at these amazing places. And, let us know what you're hearing, and who knows? Maybe we'll put you on the show, and we can all chat with you together also. So until next time, uh, uh, we will uh, speak with you guys later. Bye. Bye, everyone. things up for another week we'll be back with you again next week i believe the whole gang's going to be back and so i'm sure we'll have plenty of different things to talk about with everything that's going on in the theme park universes and beyond so until then hope everyone's doing well and enjoy life This podcast has been brought to you by the fun folks at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks for listening.